Hi, welcome back to Killer Sports Pit Podcast. Got your host here, Killer, my main man. Ground Jordan. What is happening? Nothing, man. We got to get the mojo working for those uh, brackets. Is your bracket busted yet? No, I'm doing pretty well. I uh, I had a couple of surprises. I had Liberty going. Um, that helped me out. And uh, at the last second, I put Oregon. Because I have Oregon license plate. Because you, you did yours in pencil? Yeah, online. <laughs> and I, I liked uh, Iowa, so I think I had a... Uh, Iowa too, so it's 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 good good tournament. One team I was uh, I thought was gonna pull an upset because there hasn't haven't been any major upset was uh, Northern Kentucky. I thought they would have. I thought they were gonna beat Texas Tech. Should have listened to me. I always listen to you. All right, you want to get our housekeeping out of the way? No. My my wife's coming home tonight. I have to do a nice enough of that. No. <laughs> um, but I wasn't loud enough. I did your drums. <laughs> <laughs> I hit. What is that? Like a bunch of kids getting run over by horses? No. I I hit this, and then I scraped my hand. Hit the other one. Oh no. I think because my screen's dirty, it's going to run through the game. But our podcast today is brought to you by New England Fleece. Best fleece in the business. Check them out. Go to northeastfleece.com. Let them know that the killer man and the ground man sent you. And prepare for next year. <laughs> also, Greg here, play forever. What's your play forever? My bracket. Uh, <laughs> Um, so please visit our website and bookmark it, killasportpicks.com. From there, you can uh, click the banners through to sign up for FanDuel or make deposits or go over to the Skybook AG and place bets, um, on, on some of the picks that we're giving you or any ones that you'd like. Also follow us on Twitter at killasportpicks. Here we go. And sure. one more. Uh, oh I almost left out. Um, download the uh, Thrive Fantasy app on uh, on your phone and uh, get into uh, prop betting. Got baseball season coming up, and it should be a lot of fun. And use the promo code KILLA, K-I-L-L-A. And they will take care of you and give you a nice bonus. Bonuses are good. You're getting a bonus this year, right? A Christmas bonus? Am I getting some yeah. uh, some coupons to Ruby Tuesdays? <laughs> yeah. Or 99. 15% off. <laughs> um, oh, it sounds like swarming bees. So I I checked out the, uh, the app draft. FanDuel owns it. I got an email and I checked it out. I, um, I have too much to say about it yet, but it's pretty cool. You do like a, uh, like an actual draft and you get your team more than you set, than you set your lineup 
up like FanDuel does. Um, I'll be able to give more uh, on it about next week. I just did a couple of drafts. I did uh, a couple of basketball for tonight, and then I did a baseball. So You didn't do any, like, Army or Navy or anything? I did an army draft. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna? Do they think that the military is gonna use that app if we have they another should. war? That'd be cool, right? Would it be cool if they did it like a TV show? Uh, you know how they do like the NBA draft or the NFL draft? Mm-hmm. You dress up and you get called up to the stage, put on your hat. They do that every ten minutes. Yeah, guys will get tired of it. They're like, listen, if we have to do this, I'm not playing. <laughs> That would be tiring. So, ah, what do you think about the tournament so far? So, I think the most important thing off the top was I printed out an extra bracket. uh, And I gave it to my wife to fill out. And uh, she asked me what if I could sit down with her and let her know what every team's colors and mascot were. Nice. And I said, uh, absolutely not. And I left. And I came back home after running uh, errands like an hour later, and she was only halfway through. And in the margins on the side, I got to show this to you next time I see you. In the margins on the side of the ESPN bracket, she has written down every single team's colors and mascot on the sides of this. Um, And then she probably spent a total of like two hours on this, and then she'd be yelling to, to my office, if I thought like a ground shark or or a bear would would win in a fight, <laughs> um, so I answered a few of those are like an eagle or like a wildcat who would win, and that's how she made all of her picks was based on the mascots and the colors and then some of the names that she liked. Um, it all we did have a pretty heated debate over how many legs a ground shark would have. So she figured a ground shark would have two legs, you know, and stand up on its back feet and I guess have like little T-Rex arms and just run around. That makes sense. Look at like but I don't think a ground shark would have two legs. I think it would have four legs and it would run around like an alligator. No, I'm with her. You think it would have two? Yeah. Would it have regular arms? I picture it would have like T-Rex arms if it only had two legs. Yeah. I don't know. I like. I, I don't know. So we had like, a pretty heated uh, debate over how many legs a ground shark would have, and basically, I just said that if they were real, I would just lock the door and never leave the house again. That's true. Because imagine that. Like, <laughs> they're restricted, like in the water. If they get hungry, you you know they only have so far to go in the water. But if they can chase you from like you're surfing and they're chasing you from the water and then you get to land. Yeah. Like you're going to be fatigued. And I think you're going to get lit up. Yeah. There, that's not a world that I want to live in. No, not at all. Um, so some of her upsets, she had Liberty, uh, beating, uh, Mississippi state. That was, that was correct. Uh, she had Baylor beating Syracuse. Uh, let's see. She had Wofford Wofford. Yeah. Beating uh, Seton Hall, which is not an upset, but a lot of people, you know, thought that it was going to be an Seton upset Hall. the other way. Um, she did pick against Kansas um, right off the bat, so I'm, I wasn't too happy about that. 
Uh, let's see. What I need for it. Oh, so she had UC Irvine beating Kansas State. Um, wow. And then one other funny thing. I think she I had, had uh, She had Virginia losing in the first round. She which... almost – you know what? She would have probably been the only person that had that. <laughs> she would have been correct. She was almost – she was right there. So do you want to know who she had in the championship? I want to know. Well, okay, I'll give you her final four first. Her final four was uh, Yale against Arizona State. Um, Close, yeah. And then on the other side, UC Irvine against North Carolina. And then the championship, Yale versus UC Irvine. And the champion, Yale. She was almost close with that. Yale played a great game. And uh, the funny thing about that, their number one guy, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Onai, he he uh, he didn't even really do well. And the team hung in there and almost won. So... Hats off to the what are they the Yale Bulldogs, right? Yeah, so a lot of her, uh, a lot of the teams, yeah. So a lot of teams that got to advance, their mascots were dogs, based on her um, her algorithm. So that was that was why Yale got to go so far. That's not bad. (laughs) It's a good way to do it. I must say, I know uh, last week we talked about the. the tournament being competitive and we, you know, I criticized it heavily. I must say this year has been really, really good. It hasn't been really, there hasn't been any major upsets, but there hasn't really been any blowouts either. Like there have been close games. Like uh, the first half of almost all these games have been incredibly competitive, even if they have been between and the you underdogs know, have been winning. And, so, la- so sorry. So I did a parlay, and I had all the underdogs. Colgate, I had Colgate, Northern Kentucky. I had um, Iona. There was another big underdog. If I would have played halftime, those guys' money line, it would have been nice. I played the game. Um, I played the points in the game. Northern Kentucky got me at the end. But these guys were right in it. Like, Colgate battled Tennessee, and it was – uh, they had, uh, what's his name, Jordan Burns for Colgate. Tennessee could not stop him. Like, he, they were losing at, they were winning at one point, and then uh, towards the end they were losing, and, and he was, like, jarring at um, the Tennessee guys. Like, you guys can't stop me. Like, they, he, what a game, like, this kid had. And that goes, that, that goes to tell you that the talent is spread out. You know, it's not just in the ACC or the Big East or the SEC, it's everywhere, you know? Yeah, so I think part of it is that the uh, like the powerhouse programs can outlast the smaller schools because, True. you know, if they can if they get into a little bit of foul trouble, they're okay, they can go to the bench, you know? Yes. And, uh, you know, and they, they have reserves, whereas the smaller schools, you know, they got their starting five and they don't, they don't really have that depth. Um, so the bigger schools get to outlast, but in the first half when it's all even, you know, these smaller schools hung around with all the bigger schools. That's a great point. And you're right. They just get one out at the end. One team and one player that I, we talked about in the beginning of the year, we didn't wait till tournament time is, uh, Jay Morant. That guy is unbelievable. He, uh, is that the he's going to do well. State? Yes. He's going to do well at every level. 
we talked about him in the beginning of the year. You know, it was uh, we do our study, and that's why. But what a game he had against Marquette. I use so a magic it, a magic eight ball for my studying. There you go. I know you did. <laughs> Here's the thing I don't like. You have critic, critics out there who, you know, oh, he never played against anybody. The kid plays against a tough Big East team, and he beats them, and people are still criticizing. Oh, uh, it's only uh, Marquette. So what happens tonight when Florida State almost lost their first game, what happens when he, he destroys them? I would love to see it. Um, I don't, I have Florida state winning, but that was before getting to see how Murray state played in that, in that first The whole team is good. Um, you know, uh, they're a heavy contender right now for the Cinderella team. Yeah. I went and put uh, 10 bucks on them. They're a hundred to one, not put 20. They're a hundred, a hundred to one to win the, the, uh, NCAA tournament. Um, you see Irvine is a big surprise from the other side. It's crazy. They, they've I, never we, really been known as a basketball school, like even in that area. Like I grew up near there, and they're, they've yeah, never been known as a basketball that. program yeah. or anything like that. So this year I watched a ton of conference championships. One, because I have the fire stick now, and it was just – they had so, so many games, and I got to see a lot of people, a lot of teams – and the talent that is, I was like, this talent is spread out. Like, you know, you look at um, UC Irvine, you look at Murray State, those guys, their conferences are smaller, but it's still packed with talent. I'm going to give an example. The other night, <coughs> I had a, a talk. No. The other night, I had um, Norfolk State was playing Alabama. It was the NIT. So what I did, and, you know, we talk about it, we look at paper before we look at the spread. So I looked at paper, and I was like, how is Norfolk State the underdog? These guys are shooting like 40% from three-point. Their field goal percentage is was amazing. Foul shooting was close, like over 75. How are these guys... 18 point underdog. I took him in a money line and for 1250 I won. But I was like, how, I understand the conference, the, you know, the, the, uh, the quality of players you're playing against, but the, it's, it's just spread out everywhere. Like it's not just, like back in the day, schools had, like you can, um, you could give, the scholarships weren't even. It wasn't even among uh, men versus women's sports. It wasn't even among schools. And they kind of weeded out where it is even. So to me, I think, you know, a lot of teams, uh, they have the talent. But Norfolk State came out and just, they, they really lit Alabama up. Yeah, I mean, that was some good, uh, you know, research and analytics by you there, picking that up. I do it all the time. Um. But, I mean, we talked about this a little bit off air about how, you know, the major conferences get so much credit when it comes to um, when it comes to the spreads on these games. And it's something that you can definitely take advantage of the fact that they get 
they're probably overvalued in a lot of scenarios against, uh, you know, these mid-major conferences. I agree. And it's like, you just have to do your research and, and um, you have to do your research and, and see, like, don't look at the spread. Grab the team and, and look at, you know, this word too. And, oh my God. I told you my phone, my phone screen's dirty, so it's just banging. I gotta clean it. So grab the teams and who, you know, look at them on paper without the spread and determine, all right, I think this would be, a, you know, what the spread should be and go off that. So what, um, what team, any team that really, really surprised you going out of the first into the second round? Uh, to me, the, the biggest surprise was UC Irvine. I felt like, um, you know, they were definitely one of the last teams in. Um, even though they were 13, you know, I feel like there's some 14, 15, 16s that I thought, you know, could have beat them. So to see them beat, you know, a very good Big 12 Kansas State team, uh, that was probably the most surprising thing to me. Yeah. Um, they look good. I, I um... Oh, sorry, you're going to say something else? Well, I was going to say, as far as um, uh, I, I didn't think that uh, that Baylor would have beat Syracuse. Um, you know, it was only an 8-9 game, but I, I figured Syracuse would show up. So that did surprise me a little. Um, I thought St. John's would have done better against Arizona State uh, than they did. So that, that surprised me as well. And... Uh, Temple going out uh, against oh. Belmont. I didn't know anything about Belmont, but uh, but they look no, good. Yeah, <laughs> I was totally. Uh, I was kind of surprised with uh, St. John's losing like that. I was I was really shocked. But the team that really surprised me, and I wouldn't say is uh, they didn't have an upset, was Oklahoma. They look good. I like Oklahoma. And Buffalo really looked good. So Oklahoma is one of those teams that they got in with one of the worst records, you know, possible. Mm -hmm. They were uh, a 19 win team. Um, if you look, if you look at all the win loss records of teams, there's there's not much worse than that. There's a uh, let me see. I think Iona may have been one of the only teams, if not the only team, with the worst win loss they only had 17 ohio state also only had 19 but ohio state looked good last night yeah ohio state was another team with only 19 but most teams that get in are 20 plus teams usually 25 plus win teams so um them having you know only 19 got them you know kind of a, a lower seed you know they didn't do as well in the big 12 but they played some very very good competition throughout the year which i think yeah. helped them you know they may have lost they lost 13 so they lost quite a few games but they got that experience of playing very good teams throughout the year and i think that's what what really helped them perfect i think a team that might shock us is walford but if you had to pick the first huge upset and i noticed this saturday with uh we might come on. We'll probably have this aired after the Wolford game. Looking at this, looking at the uh, tournament going into the second round, what's going to be the biggest upset? 
between today and tomorrow. Biggest upset, second round. Um, let me think. I, okay, so would you call... Eh, let me think for a second. Okay, <laughs> biggest upset... I'm going to have to say Oklahoma over Virginia. I think it's possible. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's probable that it's going to happen. I'm just thinking that. And I agree. It's possible to happen. Gardner Webber came out and they played a great game. You're right. And they just didn't have the arsenal. Like you said, with the bench, that was a great point that you, uh, you mentioned earlier. And I wanted to give you a, a point for that. Thank but you. you get an Oklahoma team, if they're hot like Gardner Weber, the second half they're going to get hotter. And, they, and they're going to reach down and they're going to use their bench. I can see that happening. Me, personally, I think Baylor beats Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga had a hiccup. They lost, um, who was they, playing St. Mary's. I think you have a Baylor team that's hot. And everybody's going to be rooting for them. They had 16 three-pointers. That game's definitely going to go over today. I, I think Baylor upsets Gonzaga today. If Baylor can shoot, I'd say, over 60% from the three-point line, which is kind of like, I think we talked about it in the last podcast. If these three-point shooting teams can be on in a big game, it doesn't matter what the rank of the other team is. Like You, you just don't shoot 60% from three-point and lose. It just doesn't happen. So if Baylor can, if their shooters are on, uh, for this for this next game, then then they got a shot to knock off a one seed. There we go. I'm with you on that. I just think that um, I don't know. They look good and they killed my uh, underplay, but I'm not mad. <laughs> I could yeah. <laughs> I love I love Wolford though, but uh, oh, you know another surprise. So you bought me something. I had no. It's not Christmas yet. Um, so I'm kind of mad at myself because I, I picked Minnesota a lot during you know the regular season um, for our picks, and then I went against them in, in my bracket. Oh uh, no! Because of their schedule, because their schedule was so bad away from home. I mean, their their record was so bad away from home, and then they pulled out the win against Louisville. Yeah. What uh going into the second again and you know we're not going to be able to oh well we're coming on after the Wolford Kentucky game. What game would you are you going to sit and watch? Like what's the game that you would love 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 to see uh, that you're going to love to see? So the game that I will not miss, no matter what, is the KU Auburn game. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm wearing my Jayhawks hat right now. Rock chalk. So I'm really excited, you know, obviously about that. But other than you know, just my own team that where my heart's in it, um, I, I can't wait to see what Houston does with Ohio State. That's great because yeah, Houston has been pretty dominant. So if they struggle with Ohio State, then I, I'm not, you know, really optimistic about them going forward. Yeah. But if they destroy Ohio State, then I think there might be a decent path forward for Houston to get to the Final Four. That's a good point. The game I'm besides the Murray State game, Buffalo versus Texas Tech is to me is going to be a great game. 
the thing I like about Buffalo, there's no, I like uh, Perkins and Jordan, they're good players, and uh, Graves, but there's no set all-star. These guys just go out and they play, and they play together. You get seven good guys playing. That's what I love, team ball. I, I love that they play like that. So That game should uh, be pretty high scoring. Both of these yeah, teams can score. Tomorrow. So do you want to pick Sat? We can pick Saturday and Sunday. We can pick three from Saturday, three from Sunday. I know we play different. So I'll do my first so you can kind of do your research. I like uh, – I'm going to go with Baylor today against Gonzaga getting 14 and a half. Again, I think that they – I think Baylor wins that game outright. I like Murray State at FSU versus FSU getting four and a half. That game's in Hartford. Then I love Minnesota getting ten and a half against their rival uh, Michigan State. I think Minnesota's going to pull that one off. <coughs> and Sunday, I hear you clicking. Are you looking at Sunday already? Yeah, I'm looking at Sunday right now. You can go ahead. Oh, you're not mad? No. Tennessee, Iowa. Iowa is going to win that game. Tennessee isn't bad. They should have lost. They have a, a deeper team in front of them yesterday. They lose. So I'm going with Iowa. Then I like Buffalo. And I have to go with UC Irvine against Oregon. Nice. So for Saturday, for today, I'm going to go with Florida plus six against Michigan. Uh, I think Florida is a little underrated coming in, and I think Michigan's a little overrated. Um, Number two, this might be a little bit with my heart here, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to take KU plus two against Auburn. Where else I'm going to break my TV. And then for the uh, third game today, I'm going to take Purdue minus three and a half against Villanova. If you look at the statistical categories, Purdue basically dominates across the board in all the in in every category that matters. So uh, that's going to be a good game. I think like uh, you have Booth, you have Pascal. Yeah, Samuels was hot. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. That's a good pick. Um, let's see. So on Sunday, doing this a little bit on the fly here, but I got three games that I that I like. So I like Liberty getting eight and a half against Virginia Tech. So the over under on that game is a hundred and twenty five and a half. So that's a really wow. really low over under. And so when you see you know getting close to ten points battle. being given. Um, you know, the game's not going to be spread too far apart when it's a low over under like that. So I like Liberty getting eight and a half. Uh, next, uh, Oklahoma is getting 11 and a half against UVA. I like Oklahoma getting yeah, those points. Pick, yeah. And then last, um, Ohio state is playing Houston and Houston is only giving up five and a half, which Houston, if you look back at their games, They've just been blowing teams out this season. You know, they're they're thirty two yeah. and three for a reason. Um, so them giving up five and a half, I like Houston. You like that? All right, let's uh, move to our bread and butter. Our uh, NF- did NBA. I just pick against any of yours? No, because to be honest, when you were talking, I was reading. You were doing homework for school. 
<laughs> did I pick <laughs> against any of your picks? No, you didn't. Okay. Well, that's all by accident because I was reading while you were talking. I don't trust you anymore. Oh my god, I was I was so last week I did a basketball lineup and uh, I think it was like Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I had JJ Reddick in all my lineups. I don't know why I thought he's gonna have a good day. So I left I put him in my lineups. Last second I look at it. It's like shoot, what if he tanks? He's in all three. So I take him out of one. The one lineup I took him out of, I would have been first. I would have won seventy five thousand. It's kind of like, I would say, never. Don't second guess yourself. Just go. You got to keep it where you had it. So we could have uh, remodeled the the studio. The studio and got a van, right? We could have doubled our uh, our team of uh, researchers. I know. I said I was so pissed at myself. We could have got at <laughs> least two podcast vans. <laughs> to travel the country. Yeah, we're gonna do it. With the, big, uh, with the big antenna sticking up? Yeah, in a CB radio. <laughs> you ever see one of those? I always wonder what the person's like when I drive by and I see just the big antennas sticking off their cars. And... They're stuck in the 80s, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you see. So, uh, Curry's out tonight. So I'm going to kind of stack. I, I use uh, Quinn Cook. <laughs> Bless you, right? I'm good. You're taking Cook at point guard? I'm cooking. Oh, I'm taking Cook at point guard. And then I'm taking Jones, Tyrus Jones with the uh, with Minnesota because all their guards are out too. So he's the only one there really. I like Ellington with Detroit. He's been crushing it lately. He's been getting a lot of time. I like Clay. The scoring head's going to have to come from somewhere. So I put Clay, Durant. And here's a guy I got from you from Minnesota. He's going to be my 3,600 guy. He's a, a Bates Diop. He's up and down, but I think like right now with they're not deep, they're going to use him a lot. And he's a good player. Yeah, I have a like a love hate relationship with him because I've I've used him a lot lately. And like one night he'll go off for like 39, and then the next night I'll get like 12. So it's tough to know what you're going to so. get from him. Yeah, then I'm going to go with Harris with Philly. And Olalinko, I might change this. Uh, he's playing Washington. Miami's playing Washington. So it should, he should do well. It's going to be up and down and scoring. And then I'm going to go with Embiid in the, in the middle. Nice. In between the pipes? At shooting forward. Being the netminder? Yeah. Oh, wow. You're in the hockey mode. Uh, all right. So my full slate on FanDuel is uh 7 p.m. uh main slate. So at point guard, I'm gonna go with Lillard from Portland. McCollum is out at shooting guard, so Lillard is picking up uh, some of the scoring slack there. Next point guard spot, I'm gonna go with Trey Young from Atlanta. How old is he? Um, he's too young. At shooting guard, I'm going to take uh, Josh Okoge from Minnesota. Good pick. Uh, Minnesota has some injuries right now, so he's kind of he's picking up heavier minutes. Next shooting guard spot, I'm going to take Buddy Heald from Sacramento, playing at home against Phoenix. Uh, at the small forward position, first spot, I'm going to take Kevin Durant. 
I agree with forward. you that with uh, with Curry out, those points are going to be spread around, and Durant and Clay Thompson are going to pick up the majority of those points. So either one of those is a good pickup. Uh, second small forward spot, I'm going to take Troy Brown Jr. from Washington. He's my cheap player. He's only 3,500. Um, but last game he got over, he got 32 minutes over 21 fantasy points game before that 29 minutes, 25. So that's a really good floor for a player. That's that cheap at the, uh, first power forward spot. I'm going to take Marvin Bagley, the third playing at home in Sacramento. Um, he's coming off a really good game and he's coming back from an injury and starting to pick up his minutes, getting back towards that 30 minute mark at the second power forward spot. I'm going to take Dario Sarek from Minnesota only 4,100 uh, has been scoring around uh, the twenties, uh, but there are some injuries there in Minnesota. So I'm hoping to he'll pick up some extra minutes. And then at the center spot, taking a bit of a chance here, I'm going to take Thomas Bryant from Washington. He's only 5,000. Um, he's getting an opportunity right now because they've kind of switched up their lineup in Washington. And uh, because they're, you know, they're not, you know, really looking at, um, let's see, what's their record? They're out of it, aren't they? Yeah. Washington is, yeah. yeah. Washington's completely out of it. They're 30 and 43. So they're switching up their lineup right now and giving some other guys some, some opportunities. So that's why he's so cheap at 5,000. He should be getting some more playing time. Not bad. I got to break the Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, uh, a single game? No, I just I, I've been focusing more on the tournament. Um, what about a hockey lineup? Ah, I've been focusing more on the tournament. You want me to give my hockey lineup? Yeah, give yours. All right. So this is on the FanDuel 7 p.m. slate for hockey. At the uh, first center spot, I'm going to take Kadri from Toronto. At the uh, second center spot, I'm going to take Tavares from Toronto. At the first wing, I'm going to take uh, Lekkonen from Montreal. My cheap guy here is only 3,300. You don't get to lose your low score in hockey, but had to no, make some room. They should stop doing that. Next wing, I'm going to take Zach Hyman from Toronto. That's my guy. We've both been using him quite a bit lately. Uh, the next wing spot, I'm going to take Riley Smith from Vegas. Uh, next wing spot, I'm going to take Marchesol. From Vegas. Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul. Oh. How do you I say his play, name? They go to play basketball. Marcus <laughs> It's uh, Jonathan Marchesol or Marcus Oh, that's a guy from Vegas, right? Yeah. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, but I mean. He's good. He scores. If you just type in March in the, the search, you know, he'll <laughs> come up and you'll know what I'm saying. At the first, the, the defenseman spot, I'm going to take Nate uh, Schmidt. From Va- uh, I always say I want to say Vancouver, Vegas. I use him quite a lot. And then at the second defense spot, I'm going to take Morgan Riley from Toronto. So you can see that I'm obviously doing a big Toronto-Vegas stack here. Um, that's because both of these teams are either the over-under in the game is at least six, uh, maybe six and a half for both of these teams. And then these two teams are both uh, favored heavily to win today. And so in the goalie, um, in between the pipes, I'm going to take Mark andre Fleury. So he's coming back from an injury. Nick what? 
he's slated to start today. Um, but double check on this before the game goes. Um, if he does not start, you're going to have to find a replacement in there. Um, Wasn't that a movie? What? The replacements? I never heard of it. Oh. What's it about? Football players or something. And the <laughs> main guys went out in the replacements game. And... I'm just kidding. I like that movie. Oh. Uh, yeah, so it's actually, I'm looking at it right now. He was slated to start earlier, and it has been pulled um, that he stu- he's he's not listed as the starter anymore. Uh, Subban is now listed as the starter. Nice. So what I would do is go with Subban because he was just, since I did my lineup and then we started the podcast, it switched. So go with Subban as your starter. And then that cheap guy that I was talking about, uh, Lekkonen from Montreal, who was only 3300 you can go ahead and pull him out and replace him with somebody quite a bit better. There we go. You know Subban was my neighbor? The goalie Subban? Yeah, when he played his minor league. Uh, it's funny. He was my neighbor then in Glacius when he was with the Red Sox um, organization. He was my neighbor too. Do you have his autograph? Would you be my neighbor? <laughs> can you be my neighbor? Sure. All right. Awesome. So, thank you for listening. Uh, we got to get back to the games. We got to watch. Brown Jordan has his Kansas get up on. Visit us on our website, Ground Jordan with Taya. And I'll let you know our draft was next week. And visit our website, killasportpicks.com. Follow us on Twitter at killasportpick. Yeah, yeah, enjoy those brackets. We'll be back next week to talk some more basketball. We're out of here. Peace.